Church! Blessed morning! How are you guys doing so far in this season? It's been more than a month that we are in the season of isolation and truly nothing beats the personal fellowship of the church. I really miss. I hope that this season will end and we'll able to get to gather personally as a church. Yeah, We are continuing our month series for this month. What is our month series? It's entitled... Can you type it on your screen? Brave, yes, we are continuing our month series entitled Brave. And I believe our theme for this month is truly very timely. And just all the brave characters in the Bible who had their own defining moment. Lord is also setting us this floor as our defining moment. And today we're going to continue on the study on the book of Ruth. Pastor Serge had well covered the first chapter of the book. And um, today, we're going to look into a different perspective of the book of Ruth as the story of love, loyalty, loss, and legacy. And although Ruth, you know, was not mentioned on the list of heroes of faith um, under Hebrews 11, just like Moses, Abraham, and others who are all commended for their great bravery and um obedience to God. Nonetheless, Ruth was one of the five unique women in the Bible who were specifically specifically called out, you know, as part of the genealogy of Jesus. And she was called out for a reason, and we hope to be able to highlight and unveil it today. And before we start, can I ask, you know, every one of you, before we continue, can I ask, you know, to stand up and join me in prayer? Let's start this, you know, study of word, you know, uh, humbling ourselves in the presence of the Lord. Oh, Father God, we praise and thank you, Lord, for this um, um, another day, Lord God, that we get to hear your word, Lord. Oh, Lord, your word is truly powerful. I pray, Lord God, that may this word, Lord God, strengthen us, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you open up our ears, Lord God. That we may be able to see, Lord, how you can turn things around, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you, Lord God, um, still passion in our hearts, Lord God, to open our hearts, Lord, to hear you, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you overwrite every preparation that I had, Lord God. Lord, I pray that I may anchor, Lord God, to your spirit, Lord, um, that as I, um, Lord, share this word today, I pray, Lord God, that may your spirit flow, Lord God. May your spirit flow to each one of us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Yeah. So the book of Ruth is one of the shortest book in the Bible. It has only four chapters. And um, it is uh, Ruth is also one of uh, the few women in the Bible who had um, the whole name of book named after her so if you are targeting to finish um and to complete a book in the bible i suggest that you you take it to consider to read the book of proof it is short and yet it is so rich and powerful we have learned last week that um through the naomi's um influence ruth bestowed loyalty 
and um, her commitment her, to the God of the Jews. And today we're gonna continue on that from there um, by looking at how Ruth's faith was rewarded. Ruth, a Moabite, a Gentile, and yet she became a part of a beautiful story of God's redemption plan. Are you ready to unfold the book of Ruth? As we are unfolding um, this today, I would like you to remember the book of Ruth by her name, herself, R-U-T-H. Can you tell it to your neighbor, type it to your screen, R-U-T-H. R, for chapter 1, we're going to see how they return to the land of their promise. Chapter 2, we're going to see how they were under God's protection and provision. Chapter 3, we're going to see the threshing love of the kingsmen. And chapter 4, as we close it in chapter 4, there is each the holy redemption by love and not by law. Now we're going to move into chapter 1. Yeah, chapter 1 um, started with some background of the story of the book of Ruth. I hope you open up your Bible, look for, um, start with chapter 1 of the book. And just a quick recap from last uh, week, Pastor Serge has covered um, this, some, uh, this that due to the great famine in Israel uh, at the time of um, the judges, Elimelech and Naomi... Um, because of the very top situation at that time, they left Bethlehem and moved to Moab. And upon their relocation to Moab, their two sons married um, Orpah and um, Ruth. And unfortunately, um, Elimelech and his um, sons died. There left Naomi, Orpah, and Ruth, three widows. So Naomi then decided that, you know, she has to return back to Bethlehem. And on the road to Bethlehem, Naomi told to her daughters, you know, go back, my daughters-in-law, to your father's house and remarry. You know, both Orpah and Ruth originally aimed to follow Naomi. and uh, But it only took one test, one single test for Orpah to leave. And yet, for Ruth... Even for the second attempt of Naomi, Ruth remained faithful and passionately, you know, clung to Naomi. Both Naomi and Ruth are in pain and mourning and weeping, you know, with the death of their husband so much so that, you know, both of them are, in a, are caught in a hard situation wherein being widow at that time is considered a cultural and a social tragedy. It is like being left alone. And it's like, you know, you have zero certainty of your future. And yet, you know, they responded so differently. One left and turned back. And the other chose to be faithful and stayed. And I hope we are not going to be going to, you know, to be the orpha of the season. Behind the uncertainties and this hard situation of the day, I hope like Ruth, you know, we will choose to stay. We will choose to stay. Ruth stood her ground. Ruth stood on her ground. And I hope, you know, 
we respond like roof, unshaken and not consumed by the thorns of life. You know, when I lost my mom, those were the days that um, I felt so weak, and yet those were the days that I felt I was so close to him, because that time, apart from him, I could not press on. I could not press on, especially when my mom was on her deathbed. You know, in deep suffering. You know, although my mom did not get well. But I couldn't miss every guide, you know, that the Lord has done for us. You know, He guided me along the hardest journey of my life. He was with me from my first, you know, three nights in the Philippines that couldn't get to sleep because, you know, I have been wanting to send her to operations, but with a high risk and low chance of success. You now, there He will speak to me. You know, amidst the pain and fear of losing her. You know, he was with me during my deep earnest to get a hospital bed for her. And then just getting one, you know, that perfectly suits my budget. He was with me, you know, when I was searching all shops at our town to get an egg crate mattress, you know, for her. Because uh, the egg crate mattress is... that's one that is good for her condition because of her bed sore it provides a good air condition to her back and would you believe that i have searched you know all over our town and i realized as i was searching that i was getting and getting closer to the funeral homes and cemetery area and i told the lord lord i'm not ready to you know think about all these stuffs yet lord i am here lord god to you know to buy a bed for the living and not you know and not for the dead you know the shops are almost closing and after the last shop that i went you know i stepped out of it and in front of the shop was a funeral homes and i got reminded by my sister's request to please at least you know canvas and check around and just to be prepared in case you know and with my heavy feet, I stepped towards the funeral homes and have not entered the funeral shop yet. And then, and then I saw my aunt, you know, cousin of my dad. And so I told her everything, why I was there, why I was looking for an egg crate mattress. And you know what she told me? She had an egg crate mattress and barely knew. And, you know, and she said, I can take it and I can have it and I can, you know... Um, you know, give it to my mom, you know, to be able, you know, to give an ease for her, at least behind her situation. How the Lord is really indeed with us. He was with us, even with my sister. She was only given um, fourth week, you know, up to fourth week of September uh, for her leave. And yet, God is in control. My mom left us on the third week my sister was able to witness you know her last days of my mom and uh, the days where we need to send her home and many more the rest you know already you know i have shared that in the past but i would just say I, I'm, what i'm just sharing right now is is that truly the lord is within our meats and here in this chapter, you know, in the chapter one, there are a couple of characters who responded differently as well. 
with different situation that perhaps we can we can relate to any 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 of them you know like elimelech you know perhaps we can relate to elimelech um we probably be thinking you know that we thought we have made the right decision and the best decision for our family and yet probably he did not consulted god before doing so you know moabites and israelites are in great rivalry that time and therefore moving to moab is not a good decision and his decision to you know to leave somehow showed you know that he doubted the love and provision of god and chose to step out of where god had placed them and we can learn something from that we can learn something from him for god is present amidst difficulties and the only thing that we need to do is to stay put and stand firm we have to stand firm it is always more blessed to be under the care of his will than anywhere else you know or perhaps we can relate to orpa you know oftentimes i can actually you know closely relate myself to to orpa who can make the right decision you know right decision once but she couldn't hang on after you know after a single test she she decided to leave you know but now i know i'm learning the art of prolonged obedience and faithfulness amidst this crisis and as modeled by you know Ruth gracefully in this chapter and i am also preaching i'm also preaching this to myself it's just so easy to excuse ourselves you know and justify our behavior when our hearts are not really consistently you know committed to god or perhaps we can relate to naomi you know she is burdened with great grief you know with the loss of her um, of her husband and her two sons she's aging she's poor she's a widow and had very limited options you know no family around to support her and she was not you know willing to just sit down in moab you know but with you know whatever strength she has you know she, whatever strength she could she returned to the land of promise and she left bethlehem you know even though that she left bethlehem with husbands and ha and and sons and now returning to israel with nothing but no one with ruth but no one with ruth regardless of our situation is the good news is you know even if we did a wrong decision in the past even if we did the wrong decision in the past god never closes his door can you type it in god never closes his door you know we can always come back to him you know god's timing is also gracious and is full of hope as they return to israel would you believe it was the beginning of you know uh the barley harvest just a perfect timing and you will be amazed how this story will end and how god will show that he can restore his people he can restore his people you know into the great plan that he has the only condition needed is to return to return back to his presence 
you know and Ruth maybe perhaps we can relate to Ruth in this case you know I am amazed just imagining the cost of Ruth you know that he is willing that how much she, she is willing to give up you know to follow Naomi and Naomi's God a gentile becoming one of God's own by choice by choice have you made your own choice have you made yours you know will you trust God in these hard times, you know, even in extre extreme hardship, even in extreme hardship, the Lord is calling us to make sound choices. And often the times in seasons like this, you know, the things that we choose are our destiny's shapers. And in this book of Ruth, you know, I remember one of my favorite verses in this chapter when is the time when Ruth said to Naomi, you know, verse 16 to verse 17. She says there, Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. You know, this verse has, a, has been, you know, a quote of loyalty and commitment and imagine if this could be our prayer today in relation to our relationship with Jesus you know can we say this to Jesus today you know, wherever you go Lord wherever you stay Lord I will stay you know wherever you you reside Lord I will I will be there Lord you now wherever you go Lord I am going to follow you your people, Lord, will be my people. Your church will be my church. And your God, my God, your Father, Jesus, Lord, your Father, Lord, will be my Father. For you die, I die. And there I will be buried. For I am called to be buried with you, my Christ. What a wonderful confession of faith, isn't it? What a wonderful commitment to Christ indeed. You know, and if we have not, you know, commit ourselves to Christ in that manner, maybe today this is our challenge, you know, this is our challenge for us today. You know, the Lord is calling us to follow and commit ourselves to Him. Be buried with Him, you know, me, it means, you know, dying to our own selves daily, you know, so that it is not us who live, but Christ who lives in us. And that's what's amazing in this book. It is a story of, you know, you know, being lost and then being found. You know, it's, just, it's, a, it's a wonderful redemption story. And the last chapter of this book will help us, you know, make this abundantly clear. That's chapter one. We're moving on to chapter two. You know, under God's protection and provision. You know, in this chapter... Um, this is where Boaz is introduced and uh, Boaz is a key character in this book and uh, by introducing Boaz here the author actually prepares us for what is coming so you know so that as the story unfolds we will be able to recognize the overruling hand of God and administering you know his redemption plan and as they return back to Bethlehem, you now we will see here that Ruth did not just sit around. 
you know, waiting to be served, to be able to find food for her. And Naomi, she was joyfully willing to serve and to do what it takes, you know, to contribute. And um, Ruth is a, here really shows an embodiment of a virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. You know, she um, worked with eager hands, you know, to be able to provide food for her and for Naomi. She gleans in the field of Boaz. You know, gleaning is basically allowed in the law at that time. You know, gleaning is when you collect the grains remaining in the field and, you know, tira-tira, uh, in short, remaining in the field and af that is being done after the reapers have finished harvesting in the field. So, we can read that into Leviticus 19, 9-10 just to... Um, understand this better it says there when you reap the harvest of your land do not reap to the very edge of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest do not go over your vineyard and a second time or pick up the grapes that have fallen leave them to the poor the foreigner i am the lord your god oh here we see that the Lord is really a great provider. He cares not. He cares for the poor, and He cares not only for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. Amen. Amen. And uh, basically, Ruth, you know, amongst all the fields out there, he gleaned on Boaz's field, and there she met Boaz. And I know that. God placed her in that position for a purpose. I don't think it's just a coincidence that Ruth ended up gleaning on Boaz's field, but because God has a purpose. And because of Ruth's faithfulness, she finds favor in the eyes of God. And literally also, she also finds favor under Boaz's eyes. Can you imagine that? Who heard, you know, her great faith in the Lord and her faithfulness to her mother-in-law, Naomi. You know, she was gleaning. And uh, basically, you know, you will see her here that Boaz gives an instruction for her, to, uh, for her uh, protection and um, provision. You know, on verse... Um, on Ruth 2, verse 8 to 9, it says there, Boaz says to um, Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in, in, in another field. And don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. Amen. Here, he said to Ruth that don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. For other fields might be unsafe for her. You know, you know Bo not only that, not only that he wants to protect Ruth. You know, Boaz also even orders his men you know, to gather, you know, he says here on, continue on verse 15 to 16. He said to his men, Let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. 
even pull out from some stocks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't ever rebuke her amen he instructs his young men to let her glean among the ships not only at the edge of the field and to leave extra grain for her to gather oh boas indeed you know not only protect protected roof but also he also provided for her in this chapter the lord is saying you know as long as you are under my field i will be your protector i will be your provider you know in the same way the same way god is also depicting us you know and teaching us to remain under his field remain where god has placed you no, don't wander. Don't wander away from the field that God has put you. You know, if you are, and if you taken yourself, you know, outside to His field, you know, then God is saying, get out there, get out there, and just run back in My presence. And when the and when Ruth went back home, you know, Naomi sees large amount of barley, you know, on barley that Ruth brought with her. And um, she learned from Ruth that it was Boaz, you know, a generous field owner who noticed her. And um, she, praises, she praises the Lord. You know, Naomi was so grateful and he praises God for his covenant kindness. And she revealed to Ruth that Boaz is a close relative you know, one of their kingsman redeemer. If you will Google it, kingsman is literally a close relative. You know, and for them, such a kingsman redeemer holds a promise of security, a promise of protection, a promise of provision and redemption, really a future and a hope for them. And that's why she was so gracious. And she was so, she felt so grateful about, you know, learning that Boaz find, you know, favor you know um, in the eyes of Ruth and um, one day she then instructed Ruth once more to meet Boaz at the threshing floor and that's what we're moving to chapter 3 of this book the threshing love of the kingsman and we're going to continue on uh, book 3 uh, the book uh, chapter 3 verse 6 um, it says there Ruth went down to the threshing floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law instructed her. And, um, you know, that time, you know, after, uh, after they finished the threshing and the winnowing, you know, women and children will leave the threshing floor and men has to stay there, you know, to be able to protect the grains from being stolen. And so Boaz was lying there at the... At, at the threshing floor and then Ruth, you know, as instructed by Naomi, you know, laid down at his feet and um, asked her, ask him, you know, he said on verse 9, I am Ruth, your servant, take your maidservant under your wing for you are my close relative. Yeah. No, allow, allow me to give some better perspective on this, on what do we mean by Kingsman Redeemer. If we're going to look into Deuteronomy 25.5, it says there, When brothers dwell together and one of them dies without a son, the widow must, marry outside, um, the widow must not marry outside the family. 
her husband's brother is to take her as his wife and fulfill the duty of the brother-in-law for her. A kinsman should take his late brother as his wife, you know, to be able to fulfill, you know, the duty. And uh, more so to redeem their land. You know, it says on Leviticus 25, uh, 25, 23, verse 23 to 28, you know, about the redemption of the land. If your brother becomes poor and sells part of his property, then his nearest redeemer shall come and redeem what his, his brother has sold. So now, you know, um, here is what is Naomi's instruction to Ruth is to be able to, you know, um, humble herself down and request Boaz to be her king's redeemer. And Boaz, being a man of character, graciously considers and requests Ruth. You know, he praises her for, you know, her virtue and her decision that she made to serve the God of Israel. He admired Ruth, you know, how Ruth trusts the God of Israel and how, you know, um, how, how wonderful is that story? You know, Boaz did not um, keep the case pending. You know, he did not even look down with her with disrespect nor, you know, abuse her helpless situation. And um, I believe Boaz is, um, you know, really um, depicts the man that truly appreciates, you know, and respect a woman like Ruth. And when Ruth was about to leave, you know, Boaz asked her to bring her shawl and uh, he and bring with her a six measures of barley as he laid it onto her. And so when Ruth came back to Naomi with this bunch of barley, upon seeing it, Naomi understood it already what Boaz's message is. That he's not only what? That he's not only going to marry Ruth, but he will, he will redeem Naomi's land. He will redeem Naomi's land. Oh, what, what we saw here is a Moabite woman considered, you know, as a girl, you know, born and brought up in sin, somehow who totally does not receive, you know, and deserves, you know, accept, uh, acceptance and compassion. And yet she received acceptance and compassion from Boaz. Amen. Truly a wonderful story of love and redemption. And this is, you know, foreshadowing the redemption love of Christ, of Jesus, Christ Jesus for all of us. And this does not happen. This does not happen in any place. It happened at the threshing floor. The connection between the Kingsman Redeemer and the threshing floor in the story, I believe, is not an accident. You know, church threshing is a process of removing, you know, the grain from the shaft and straw. You know, the most basic threshing method is by beating using a winnowing fork and usually done at the threshing floor and the grain would be separated from the shaft then and tossed in the air so that the wind could be able to blow the shaft away and leaving only the good edible grain the threshing floor you know is a sim very symbolic at their time you know john the baptist at matthew um Matthew 3, 12, 
says, you know, his winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his dressing floor. He is referring to Jesus who would be the one who would separate the good grain from the shaft with the winnowing fork, you know, gathering the grain into the barn and burning the shaft with unquenchable fire. You know, the fact that this redemption story takes place at the threshing floor means something. And this is also a wake-up call to all of us. You know, Christ is our kingsman redeemer. But when the judgment comes, he will also the one to separate the good grain from the shaft. And the difference between the good grain and the shaft, between the good and evil, is not our good works or our evil works. The grain is gathered into the barn by faith to the one who provides righteousness, spiritual rescue, protection through Jesus Christ, our Kingsman Redeemer. And you remember the three steps of salvation that Pastor Jeff has mentioned. The first, the first two are redemption, who, you know, when you are being justified and sanctification, where you are continuously being, you know, um, you know, safe against the power of sin. And I believe this season that we are into is a season of threshing. It's a season of threshing. You know, the Lord is removing all our shaft, you know, threshing us, sanctifying us. We may be beaten, you know, to remove our stalks and our shaft at this time. But the aim of the Lord is just to complete His work at the spiritual threshing floor. This season, church, is our spiritual threshing floor. Each one of us needs to be threshed to set us apart, separate us from the schemes of this world so that the Lord may be able to consecrate us and sanctify us, His beloved people. Amen. And as we move on to chapter 4 as we're closing it today whereby we're gonna see the holy redemption by love and not by law the story of Ruth is a representation of how we are redeemed by the love of Christ and not by law in this chapter Boaz went to the town and you know after um, that um, that midnight where Ruth when where she where he met Ruth at the threshing floor the following morning he immediately you know gathered 10 men and the immediate kingsman relative um, that kingsman apparently Boaz was not the closest relative of of Naomi and um, the immediate kingsman by law has the right you know to redeem Naomi's land and take Ruth as a wife you know, however, this um, kinsman relative refused to take the land and to take Ruth as a wife because, you know, Ruth was a Moabite and a Gentile and someone, you know, considered, you know, separate, to be separated from God's uh, people. You know, he had every right to redeem Ruth by law, but then he didn't. He didn't. If Ruth's hope is only anchored by law, you know, then probably she remained unredeemed. But Boaz was there. You know, because of her love for Ruth, he is all willing to take Ruth as his bride and as her redeemer. 
regardless of her background, he accepted her. And I don't see any motive for doing so. But, you know, other than true love. Other than true love. And also there, there were ten elders who were also called, you know, as a witness. And the, and the ten elders represent the ten commandments, the law, to show us that the law itself cannot save us. The law itself cannot save us. You know, but it can lead us to, you know, to one redeemer who redeem us, who can redeem us by his love for us. As it says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. He is the only one that could save us so that we may be justified by faith and through his love and not by law. Romans 3.28 says, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Church, you are justified by love of Jesus, by faith, by love of Jesus, and not by law. You know, church, how Boaz demonstrated her redemption plan for Ruth? You know, we're going to see on chapter 4, verse 7, this is their gesture, this is their manner, you know, at that time, on how to, um, you know, to, to redeem it says on chapter 4, verse 7, Now this was the manner in former time in Israel concerning the redeeming and concerning the changing. For the two confirming all things, a man plucked off his shoe and gave it to his neighbor. And he this was a testimony in Israel. You know, they have to take off their shoe and pass it on to the one that they will be redeeming. You know, the shoe represents his sonship. You know, it's the same shoe, remember, on Luke chapter 15, verse 22, when the father gave, you know, his shoe on his feet to the returning prodigal son. It says on Luke chapter 15, verse 22, But the father said to his servant, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a rock in his hand, and the shoe on his feet. The father who gave shoe on his hand is just saying, you know, He's giving back all the rights to his returning son. And same thing, same thing there. You know, the shoe is a manner confirming the law of redemption that time as a symbol and act that is given back to the one who really owns the land. The story of Ruth combines these three laws to reveal the plan of God. The redemption by love, His sanctification, and the path to sonship to becoming the children of God. Isn't it an amazing church? Isn't it amazing? Oh, the Lord is really good and loving. And in this chapter, you know, Boaz married Ruth and she became his bride. And just like our Christ Redeemer, who is willingly did everything necessary for us, for, to redeem us. You know, the Lord's covenant for His bride, for you and me, for His church. You know, God's love is really so abounding. You know, we have been redeemed by Christ. You know, we are foreigners also, Gentiles who deserve nothing, but have given the right to become the children of God. 
now as Jesus Christ redeems His bride, His church, so as Boaz redeems bride, His bride, Ruth. He marries her, and then she conceives. You know, she does so to a little boy named Obed, who become, who became the great grandfather of King David. And I just want to picture, you know, to paint a one good picture of God's grace and sovereignty through the birth of that child. Ruth was a Moabite, a foreigner who had no rights. However, through grace and redemption, she became, you know, part of the genealogy of Jesus. How incredible is that story? Isn't it? Now for you, the Lord is also weaving your own story. You know? If there's one thing we can be sure of, you know, that this, that no matter how difficult our situation may be, we must believe and trust God. You know, and as difficult as sometimes it may be, well, we have to allow faith to stretch, to be stretched, and to place our trust in God. You know, let our faith grow and see the fullness of what God is really orchestrating in our lives. You know, and I would like to conclude in this today as you know, that God is really turning things around. We can see God's fingerprints all over Ruth's story. And there's no doubt that He is at work the entire time. It was a long and difficult journey, but it ended it, but it ended with redemption. Ruth started empty, but she ended full. Shows shows how he turns nobody to somebody. It started with tragedy, and yet ends joyful. It begins with death, and yet ends with a new life started with loss and yet ends you know, building their legacy we've seen how Ruth's life totally turned around you know, she went from a widow gentile far from God to becoming a mother of a generational line that not only will produce King David but would also one day, you know, give the world our Kingsman Redeemer. You know, this story shows that God can turn things around and make something out of nothing, out of fear, and out of uncertainty. And no matter what your situation and season we may be at, you know, remember that God is at work in our lives. You know, He is weaving a beautiful tapestry our own story. Yeah. And this is not just a story about Ruth, Naomi, and Boaz. This story also of our relationship with Jesus Christ, our redemption. You know, from beginning to the end of this story, it all points down to Jesus, His redemption plan, His sanctification plan, His protection, His provision. You know, and us welcoming us to become the children of God. He is the center of it all. Can we call on our worship team you know, to lead us in wonderful worship once more? Can we sing this song, Jesus as the center of it all? Jesus as the 
center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to
Jesus be the center of your church. Yes, Lord. Jesus be the center of your church. And every knee will bow. And every tongue shall confess you. Jesus, you are the center of it all, Lord God. From the beginning to the end, it has always been you, Jesus. Nothing else matters to us, Lord, but only you, Jesus. No matter our seasons may be, Lord, we know that you are at work weaving a beautiful tapestry out of the season. And if we felt rejected and accepted unworthy at times, Lord, allow us, Lord, to see how, how you can make somebody out of nobody like you did it for Ruth. You are gracious, Lord God. You are good all the time. And if there are times, Lord, that we find ourselves discouraged on this season, on this journey, Lord, allow us, Lord, to take another look at the life of Ruth and remember that God, that your hand, Lord, is working for the good of your people. And Lord, teach us, Lord God, to stay put and remain on our ground unshaken. Continue to sanctify us, Lord. Remove, Lord, all the shafts and the stalks, Lord God, in us. Sometimes it might be a painful process, Lord, but if but no, we but we know, Lord God, that your aim is to complete your work on this spiritual threshing floor. Because you love us, God. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that this is not, that we are not redeemed by law. But you save us, Lord, by your great love, by your great love. Oh, wonderful revelation, Lord. And reminder again that we are, Lord, we can wear the shoes of sonship. How you welcome us as children of yours. And that therefore, Lord, what else to be afraid, Lord? What else, Lord? What else? Nothing else should matter, Lord. 
but you, Jesus. And just like Ruth to her genuine conversion on the road to Bethlehem by her personal decision and personal choice, if anyone of you who have not committed yourself to Jesus and you want to commit yourself and surrender yourself to Jesus, allow me, allow me to lead you in prayer today. Can you pray this with me? Lord, I may have been wandering on other fields, Lord, but now, Lord, thank you that you have welcomed me on your field. Wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you will stay, I will stay. Wherever you want me lead to, I'll follow you, Lord. Allow me that I may be buried to my own self so that, Lord, it is no longer me who will live on it, but you, Jesus, who will live and will work in me and through me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And church, as we close this today, allow me also to pray for all of you. You know, the Lord, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord face shine upon you and be generous to you. May the Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. May the Lord of hope, like in the story of Ruth, fills you peace in believing, security, and assurance that God is weaving a wonderful story of, you know, out of this crisis. He is our Redeemer, our, our Sanctifier, and that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope, in love, and in joy. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless church, and I miss you all. Hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching. Please stay tuned to our Spotify podcast and follow us in our website, jrmsydney.com. Like us as well in Instagram and Facebook page. So stay tuned and have a wonderful, blessed week to you all. God bless.